Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Danny Parkin Show. Thank you for hanging out on the Danny Parkin Show. CBS Sports Radio coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Freddie Kitchens is going to have some answering to do. Fourth and nine near midfield. Down 17-13, fourth quarter. They run a draw play. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it works out for him. Spoiler alert, didn't work out so hot. Nick Chubb got about three, four yards. Rams ball. Rams go down the field, kick a field goal. Rams 20, Browns 13, six and a half minutes left in the game. So... Saw someone uh, from ESPN tweet out that since they've been keeping play tracker video, a draw has never been called on fourth and nine. So history on Sunday Night Football. That's odd. 855-212-4227 is the telephone number. Daniel Jones, the story of the day. Other backup quarterbacks coming in. Teddy Bridgewater. Looking good. Mason Rudolph, not so much, but it continues to be just amazing to me how much the league has changed. And we'll talk to Joe Theismann about this in 35 minutes that it used to be that what they were doing in college was scoffed at by the pros because the thought was that could never work. The option, the spread, the wildcat, things like that. And now colleges are having their creativity stolen from the pros. And it's a really novel concept that instead of a coach having a system and then drafting a player and molding the player to his system. The coach is drafting a player and molding his system to the player that he has. It's a subtle difference. It's an obvious difference, but it makes all the difference. And so now, Lamar Jackson is running a lot of the stuff that he ran at Louisville. Pat Mahomes is running stuff that he ran at Tech. Kyler Murray's running stuff that he ran at Oklahoma. And it's remarkable what that has done to quarterbacks' careers. Now, part of it is you can't hit the quarterback the same way. Part of it is you can't jam the receiver the same way. Part of it is there's no headhunting safety in the NFL because they've cracked down on helmet-to-helmet hitch, so going over the middle is easier than ever before. There's plenty of reasons in the rules 
that favor the quarterbacks of today's game. Just like in basketball, when they took out hand checking, it helped undersized players. It helped guards on the perimeter, that sort of thing. So some of it is the rules, but a huge part of it is scheme. Kyle Allen balling out for Carolina. Gardner Minshew balling out for Jacksonville. Daniel Jones balling out for the Giants. It's it's easier than ever before to play passable quarterback in the NFL. That doesn't mean it's easy, but if you have a quarterback who isn't good, it's an indictment on your franchise because it's never been easier to pass the football. It's never been easier to move the ball through the air. So if you can't figure out how to get above average quarterback play and you say, well, that if everybody had above average, then it would be average. I'm just talking about in terms of production yards per attempt, completion percentage, that sort of thing. Like you should be able to move the ball through the air. Kyler Murray, three games into the NFL, moving the ball up and down the field. Kyle Allen, two starts, six touchdowns, no picks. Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to transform the league and how the position is played. There's less and less excuse to not have a quarterback. Hell, Case Keenum, definition of average, 300-something yards in his first game with Washington this year. Joe Flacco can move the ball. It's it's just a great time to play quarterback. I wonder if Joe Theismann's jealous. We'll ask him in 30 minutes. 312, uh, excuse me. We are CBS Sports Radio at CBS Sports Radio on Twitter. 855-212-4227 is the telephone number. A couple of people have been holding patiently. You've got time to get in as Sunday Night Football has four minutes left in it. Rams with the ball up 20 to 13. Browns just went three and out and had to punt basically from their own goal line. Let's go to Buffalo where the Bills Mafia is experiencing a young quarterback who slowly but surely is looking a lot better. What's up, Mike? You're on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Danny? Good. Love the show. Thank you. I want to give some love out to the Bills. I know they just uh, they beat the Jets and uh, Giants in their own house which is not saying too much. And then we beat Cincinnati today. And Allen threw a pick. But, uh, and this Buffalo's buzzing right now over the Bills. And I know we get a big test uh, next week against the Pats. But uh, just want to get your thoughts on it. What do you, what do you think of the Bills? I don't think, I don't think they're going to win the division, but possibly a wild card. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts. Uh, and I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, I think the NFL is better when the Bills are relevant. I think that it's a great fan base, and the sports fans in Western New York are diehards. Sabres and Bills and Buffalo Wings and Snow. Like, I, I love a good Buffalo sports fan, so I got a soft spot in my heart for you. I think that Josh Allen looks like what this NFL should be like to me, Josh Allen looks like his ceiling is when Carson Wentz was an MVP through 13 games and had 33 touchdowns and only seven picks. 
Now, he's not there yet, and he doesn't maybe have the creativity uh, of an offensive system and the skill position guys around him to be there yet, but he looks a lot more comfortable this year than last. I will be floored if they beat the Patriots. The Patriots and the Chiefs are on another level than the other 30 teams in the league. There is nobody else that comes close. I don't even know who I would say is third best. Like, the Rams are a known commodity. The Cowboys, I think, are a little bit inflated because of the opponents that they've played. So, Buffalo's defense is real. Josh Allen, for the most part, takes care of the football. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He fits in with what the league is trying to do in 2019. He's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Like, it's easier than ever for a guy like Josh Allen to perform. So as long as he's continuing to show progress, you've got to be optimistic. But remember, the ceiling now is just so much higher. We're coming out of a the best era of quarterback play in the history of the league with Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady, who's going to go for another 25 years. But it's it's never been better than it's been. So in that situation, you've got to say the bar is just raised. Like Pat Mahomes has 22 games under his belt. Guys like Brett Favre and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have never had a 22-game stretch at any point in their career like the 22-game stretch Pat Mahomes is on to start his career. Now, part of that is a product of his era. Part of that's being in a perfect situation and having Andy Reid in great skill position, guys. But he's clearly special. This is not a small sample size we're dealing with. So the standard has raised. Used to be, oh, you could complete 62% of your passes and you can throw for 3,300 yards. Wow, you're really special. Now... Both of those are, you're not even a starter. Like, that, that is below average. If you can't flirt with 4,000 yards and you can't complete 65, 66% of your passes, you stink. Like, straight up, you're not good. So, the bar's just been raised. Pat Mahomes had a 5,000-plus yard, 50-plus touchdown season in his first year as a starter. That's only been done by Brady and Manning, and they each did it once. He did it when he was 23. So... Josh Allen looks good, but the question is, what's his ceiling? I think his ceiling is Carson Wentz, but he's still a ways away from getting there. And Wentz, by the way, hasn't gotten back to that ceiling. I'm just talking about style of play. Tough, big, physical, dual threat, tough to defend, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. I absolutely think Buffalo could win a wild card game. I will be floored if they even are competitive with the Patriots. 855-212-4CBS. Easier than ever to have young quarterbacks in this NFL. In California, John is on CBS Sports Radio. John, thanks for calling. Hey, Danny. What's up, man? Chilling, buddy. How are you? Hey, doing the same, doing the same. I'm, try- I'm going to try to help you understand these Falcons just a little bit. Uh, but as far as betting on them, I'll tell you, I wouldn't take them against the AFC in any chance being 1-9 and nine over the past two years and 14-2 and two all time against the Colts. Uh, so with that being said, uh, man, I don't know 
where the blame lies at this time. Uh, a lot of people in Atlanta were saying Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, since taking over at the helm of uh, a defensive coordinator. And it's looking the same as, uh, as it did last year, if not worse. Uh, and we're healthy, which is the scary part. Um, the offense is definitely not producing at the level that it should be with the money that's been dumped over there. And it's just really an anomaly at this point. We really cannot figure anything out as far as who is not clicking. It definitely seems like the defense, because when the line is playing great up front, uh, there's no coverage in the back. Coverage in the back, there's no pressure up front. And I just think that there's no continuity on the on that side of the ball. And we're just dropping games that, quite frankly, we shouldn't be. So uh, Why again, isn't the offense better? Like The defense has always been a little undersized. The defense has always been built to play with a lead and kind of like those old Colts teams with Freeney and Mathis. Like I felt like that's what they were doing with Vic Beasley. I loved that fit for them. So the defense is a little undersized, and they get dominated by good offensive lines, which the Colts are, which the uh, Vikings are in week one. But right. I, I don't get why that offense isn't winning shootouts. I just don't understand why it's not a 28-point-a-game offense. And Matt Ryan throwing or leading the league in interceptions this year certainly doesn't help. Uh, and I don't know what that problem is either. So what I'm trying to figure out as of now is with Matt Ryan putting himself in debt with all these interceptions and we're not being able to go back down the field and score at least three points to even get back and get some of those back because every time the ball is turned over – there goes your possession, three points at least for the other team, and there's no way for us to get it back because we can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, man, I don't know if you answered any <laughs> questions, though. You just outlined <laughs> the problems, right? Like that, that's, that's basically what they are. They are a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team. They can look good in spurts, but they feel it feels like they should be one of the, I don't know, six or eight best teams in the NFL. Certainly. All right, man, I appreciate the call, John. <laughs> Seriously, it's a weird thing, like, in this NFL, when it's so easy to pass and you have that much talent on the offensive side of the ball, what the hell? I feel I have no read on them whatsoever. No read on the Falcons. I loved them before the year. Thought things broke really nicely. But they have been a unmitigated disaster. As, by the way, has Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield running for his life in this game, just straight up unable to handle the pressure. We've got Joe Theismann coming up in 20 minutes, 855-212-4227. The reality of what you have to do if you don't have that young franchise quarterback. There are a few teams especially that are facing that way sooner than they would have thought. We'll get into that coming up before Joe Theismann. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the Danny Parkin Show. Thank you for doing so. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Browns down 20 to 13, 33 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They've got fourth and goal. Let you know how it goes when it's over. Weird, weird game with Cleveland and L.A. Rams trying to uh, pull off a win on the road in Sunday night football. Baker Mayfield, we've been talking about young quarterbacks and how easy it is to be successful in this era of the NFL and how much of a problem it is if you don't look good. He does not look good. And it's not just this game. Part of it has been the Rams' defense. It's been uh, consistent. 
He has been underwhelming so far this year, and he just threw a game-ending interception. Rams caught an interception in the end zone. They are a kneel down or two away, depending on if Cleveland calls a timeout, from this game being officially over. 855-212-4227 is the telephone number. Mike in New York has a good question that augments our conversation well. Mike, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Yeah, so I'm going to take you the way I was, through the way I was thinking about this. Eli's uh, just about done. He won two Super Bowls. Well, so did Phil Sims. And, uh, you know, is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't think Phil Sims was. I don't think Eli was either. But what Sims had behind him, well, not behind him, but on the field when he wasn't on it, was this absolutely dominant defense for a whole bunch of years. And I can't remember the last time I thought of a team having an absolutely dominant defense like we used to see back in the late 80s and early 90s. And that got me to thinking about what you were saying about all the new quarterbacks and the new offenses. And I wonder if we ever will see fling defense that, you know, just gives us those leads. You know, where teams fear going into their home stadium because they just know they're going to be beaten up. I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. I think it might be a great question for Joe Theismann when you when you when you have him late on later. But what do you think? Well, I think that we will. the The thing what I say, and I appreciate it, Mike. Like I'm here in Chicago. I cover the Bears. The Bears have the best defense in the NFL. They were the number one defense last year, and it looks like they got a shot to be it again this year. The thing with defense in this era of the NFL is the rules are stacked against you, so it's harder to make an impact defensively, but those who do, there are just fewer of them. Like, there are fewer great defenses, right? And it's becoming a little bit more like basketball where, for the most part, great offense can beat great defense. Now, in the Super Bowl last year, The Patriots held the Rams without a touchdown. We talk all about Tom Brady. The Patriots are the example of what you're talking about. Their defense has been remarkable. Until today, they hadn't given up a touchdown since the AFC Championship game. All of the Super Bowl, all of week one, all of week two, first half of today's game. What I say about defenses in 2019 is you can win one Super Bowl with a great defense, but you can't be a dynasty. It's not sustainable. Like, what you have is there's just more turnover for it. So the Broncos could win a Super Bowl in 2015 with Peyton Manning having a noodle for an arm. But that's not a year-in and year-out thing. Whereas Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger – You have that type of quarterback play, and they're healthy. You are a 10-win team every year, and then you're in the playoffs every year, and so then you've got a shot at it every year. That's what the difference is between having a great offense and a great defense. If you have a great offense with a great quarterback, you are a contender every single year. If you have a great defense your margin for error is just smaller because one or two guys go down and your defense goes from great to merely good. Well, then 
good offense is beating good defense. You've got to have great defense in order to beat good offense based on how the rules are in 2019. The Patriots, they might be a great defense again. Looks like they are. The Bears looks like a great defense. But I'll give you the example. Like last year, the Rams came into Soldier Field in the cold and were miserable. As that Sunday night game and ended up, I think, 15-6 was the final score. Like the Bears dominating that game. They punched him in the mouth metaphorically. The Rams had no punch back, and they folded up shop. This year, the Chiefs come to Soldier Field, I think, December 23rd. It'll be cold, great defense against great offense. I'll be surprised if the great defense shuts down the great offense because I think the best of offense beats the best of defense in this era of the NFL. I think the idea of defense wins championships, now that is more arguing the exception rather than the rule. And that's not to say defense isn't valuable. That's not to say that defense can't win a championship. It's just that the game is set up because just like back in the day, chicks dig the long ball. Offense drives the ratings. It drives fantasy. It drives interest. It drives attachment to players. And so they've set up the rules to favor the offense, and it's that much tougher for the defenses to be successful. So the Rams beat the Browns. That game went final. 855-212-4227 if you want to weigh in. Coming up, Joe Theismann on why these young quarterbacks are having success at an earlier and earlier age. This is the Danny Parkin Show. Welcome back into the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius 206, and Radio.com. Absolutely thrilled to talk with my next guest, the MVP of the 1983 NFL season, a Super Bowl champion, Joe Theismann on the show. Joe, thank you so much for the time this evening. How are you doing? You're welcome, Danny. So... I am just continuously blown away by how much success young quarterbacks are able to have in the NFL. Why do you think younger and younger quarterbacks are playing so well early on? I think it's a more wide-open game. Um, They throw it around a lot in college, and a lot of the coaches have sort of accommodated the old-fashioned way of of calling plays and, and put it to the shelf, and now they've incorporated a lot of the things that the young guys do in, in college, the, the RPOs, the, um, you know, moving the quarterback, you see the success of a Kyle Murray. You know, even though they haven't won, I mean, Kyle's run around for his life, and that has a lot to do with the offensive line. You know, you look at Daniel Jones today and Kyle Allen, you know, these young kids are very comfortable coming into um, a system that seems to work for them. So back in the day, were coaches just too rigid and they were saying, you've got to play in my system instead of building the system around the talent? I think, I think you know, it's interesting. It's a great question. I'll tell you uh, my experience with Coach Gibbs. When, when Joe first came here to Washington, um, well, I'll go back all the way to 74 and 75. We called our own plays back in the 70s. Billy and Sonny called their own plays. I called mine for a couple of years. And then Joe Walton started calling them. Um, and you know, we didn't we didn't sit down on Tuesday and and say what do you like, what do you like. They put the game plan together and you executed it. And um, there were some plays that were very good. There were others that were 
a little bit more uncomfortable. But when Coach Gibbs first came here, we started in 1981, 0-5. And we were, you know, we were going to be the East Coast version of, of the San Diego Chargers. You know, that's where he came from, put the ball in the air, Don Coriel and all that. Well, it didn't work. And uh, Joe, to his credit, sort of changed our philosophy and our concept. And we were became a run-based team with our offensive line. It was my job to keep the chains moving. And then we got into the red zone where we had, you know, we had to produce touchdowns. But uh, he actually changed on the fly. And I think what, what coaches are doing now is they're looking at these young guys and saying, look, these kids can throw. The rules are so slanted to the offense. If you don't take advantage of them, you're foolish. So who's impressing you? When Joe Theismann's watching football, who makes you say, wow? Well, you know, uh, Daniel Jones impressed me today. Um, first of all, I think Mike Evans is the best wide receiver in football. I don't think that, and I, I don't think there's too many other losing in a close second. Uh, Josh wow. Allen, I, I think Josh, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I watched him today, and, you know, I mean, there are great receivers in this game. I mean, Julio Jones is great. Mike Evans does everything. I mean, he makes catches. He runs. He's faster than people think he is. He's bigger than everybody. He can make people miss. I was so impressed with him today in the Tampa Bay game. And, and by the way, the kicker can't wear yellow shoes, Danny. <laughs> I mean, if you're kicking for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you have to be as inconspicuous as possible because they've had eight in the last eight years. So you have to just go out there with a nice, you know, nice, bland pair of shoes, make some kicks. And then once you do something, then bring attention to yourself. But don't trot out on a football field with whatever the heck those things were. I mean, anyway. Um, I like it. I, Joe Theismann, fashion critic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, but, <clears throat> but when you see yellow shoes, I mean, it just jumps out at you. And if you made it, it <clears throat> probably wouldn't have said anything. But uh, I think um, the, the kid out of Jacksonville, thank you. I liked him last. I thought he threw the ball very well under some very, very trying situations. Jacoby Brissett. Um, he, he was really getting ready to play anyway. Uh, Andrew had not really worked out all the offseason. Um, Jacoby got all the snaps. Um, Kyle Allen, I think, played very well in Carolina. Josh Allen, you know, the Buffalo Bills are 3-0. and They're using his talents. I thought Mason Rudolph played well today. Um, good enough for the Steelers to win. I mean, San Francisco turns the ball five times, over five times, and, and they still win. Figure that one out. But um, and, and of course, you know, you, you can't leave out Kyler Murray. I, I I wasn't a proponent of him. I thought he ought to play, should have played baseball. Uh, they're very thankful they have someone with his, his athletic skills to be able to run around and make plays. If if you didn't have a quarterback that could do that, like if Josh Rosen was there, he'd have been sacked twenty five times probably in the first three games. Uh, Kyler just does a lot with his legs, and. Uh, you know, it, you can't survive in this league just constantly running for your life. Sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. But he sure is entertaining. Yeah, he is. And uh, we're talking to Joe Theismann. 20 of the 32 quarterbacks who started this week, 26 and younger. We didn't even mention Pat Mahomes, the no, MVP. I mean, that's, a, that's a given. I mean, Pat and Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, you know, those two locked it up today. And, you know, Patrick is he's in a special place. I mean, he's... Um, He's fun. He gets the ball out of his hands. And, you know, we're, we're starting to see the transition from the sort of older guard to a younger guard. You see it in Pittsburgh now. San Diego probably eventually make that kind of transition coming up. The Giants made the transition. 
I think Tom Brady's probably got another six, seven years, and we'll probably see something in the Yeah, at least. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so great. I mean, you know, he, he's just not human. <laughs> he's just not. You know, I mean, he, uh, usually the first thing that goes is your arm. I mean, your, your arm just, there's Sonny Jurgensen, who I played with for a long time, he said the arm just has so many throws in it. And, you know, it looks like Tom just keeps reloading that thing, and, and uh, it's still firing missiles what type of numbers would you have put up in this nfl oh gosh you know i've had guys ask me that a lot of different times i mean if you if if i had receivers allowed to run wide open after five yards um i think we probably would have been a little bit more of an aggressive offense it would be a guy like dan south for example i think of because they came out of that air coriel system uh, same thing with Jimmy Hart in St. Louis. They put the ball up a little more than we did, and both of them, um, I've had the chance to, you know, Coach Gibbs obviously came from there, and Jim played with me his last year here in Washington. Um, I, I, you know, I probably would have been able to get close to 4,000, uh, but we, we really, you know, we, we hung our hat running the football. I look at what Doug Williams did. I look at what Mark Rippon did after me. They were the ones that had, you know, the, the more three and four wide receiver set. You know, there's a lot more two-by-two, two, a lot more four-wide receivers. Football was built around the left tackle position being one where you have to protect the quarterback's backside. Now everybody operates out of a shotgun, so you really don't have a backside. The right tackle is as important as the left tackle today in football because you have two open ends normally. I'm curious if you like this version of football. I do, Dan. I do. I think it's entertaining. Um, but, you know, there's certain things that, that fundamentally I still see where, for, the, for example, the Detroit Lion game. They went, into, they went into a show. They had a chance to put that game away if they'd have let Matthew throw the football late in the game instead of, you know, having something else happen so they managed to, to, make, to get the win. But, you know, they, they got conservative, um, fundamentally protecting the football. Uh, understanding down and distance. I, the, the Tampa game, as an example, why would you take a five-yard delay a game penalty when you have a timeout? With 13 seconds to go, you take a five-yard five delay of game penalty. Distance is so important in this game. I don't, and, and the hashes are so close together, you know, you're going to take a snap and move two yards so that the kicker is going to be able to make it. You pay the guy enough money, for goodness sakes. Let him kick it. I mean, it's not like we're kicking from the sidelines trying to run it through a, a very small window. That makes Br- no Bruce sense Arians said there. after the game that he took the penalty intentionally because he was better from a longer distance. Well, obviously he wasn't. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard a coach say that, that he wanted the kick to be further back. No, I mean, it's. You know, it, it's. I, I didn't quite. I didn't quite understand that one. I mean, that. You've got the timeout, and you take the snap, you move it over. I mean, you're, you're riding a momentous high. I mean, you know, Mike makes – Jameis, I thought, played very solid football today. Uh, made a bad decision throwing interceptions, but you're going to throw him. Overall, I thought he played really solid football the last couple of weeks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just a shame they couldn't get it. I, I root for the kid. Um, I was impressed with Daniel doing the things that he did, using his legs. I think that's one of the reasons why – you know, Pat made the decision to go in that direction. 
Um, of course, you know, Lamar is going to continue to get better. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you go out to see anybody that goes out to Seattle and wins a football game, you have to say kudos to them. We know how hard it is to play out there. And, and again, what, what you're seeing, and even in tonight's game, the, the Cleveland Brown defense is stepping up for the task. They did against the Jets a week ago. The one thing nobody talks about in New England, there's actually two things nobody talks about in New England. They talk about, number one, how well the defense is playing. And secondly, Josh McDaniels is like the forgotten individual, and everything runs from him through Tom onto the field. And uh, I think he's just done a masterful job as the coordinator up there, and I think he's the heir apparent, um, if that ever happens up in New England, to be in the head coach. Yeah, they are absolutely remarkable. Uh, we're, ta- we're talking to Joe Theismann here on CBS Sports Radio. Where you're uh, a legend in our nation's capital, they got Monday night football tomorrow night. What do you think of uh, the Bears-Washington game tomorrow? What's your, what's your read on that game? I, if I was a betting man, I'd bet an under in that game. I don't know what it is, but I, I just don't see a lot of points. It's a little bit like this game we're watching tonight with the Rams and, and the Browns. Get two good defenses out there. Um, I think I think Case Keenum has played solid football for us. They say Jonathan Allen's going to play. He's a very important part of what happens on the defensive side. For the Redskins, they have to clean up their their back end as far as the communication goes. There's too many people that run too wide open for big plays uh, against that secondary. So they're going they're hopefully going to be able to straighten that out. And Mitchell Trubisky just has not played well. I mean it's. It's it's been a little it's been disappointing. Didn't play well against Green Bay. I guess last week he didn't play as that well either. Um, you know he, they're counting on him to play a lot better football. You just can't ride the defense completely in Chicago. Are um, you a believer you know, in Trubisky, or what do you think's wrong with him? I you know I, I haven't seen enough of him to evaluate him that way. But I know that the first the game against Green Bay, I get a little scared when people miss people high. It means you're just not really committed to the throw. It's a little bit like holding off your swing when you're swinging uh, a golf club. You have to commit. And when you're throwing the ball, you have to commit. And he's, he missed a lot of people high in that first game. I didn't see the second, but I know his numbers weren't very good there. Um, they have great expectations for the Chicago Bears this year. And um, it's got to go through him. It, it, you know, Winning in today's game is all about how well your quarterback performs at the position. Now, that statement is all-encompassing. It's not just throwing the football. It's learning to throw it away. It's learning to protect it when you're under pressure. It's learning to make a good decision when you're coming out of your own end or when you're going in to try and put points on the board. Um, You have to be aware of the clock. One thing that jumped out at me, I was watching the New England game, and Tom's in the gun. They've got a nice, you know, wonderful shot of his face. And he's calling the signals, and you see his eyes look up at the play clock. And this is, this is just a guy who's totally, completely, 100% in charge of everything that's going on in the football game. I mean, you, you and I could take a list of things and say, these are the things that the quarterback's responsible for in a very short period of time. Um, and, and it's, the list is quite long and that's why, you know, that's why young guys struggle. I mean, in the Tampa Bay game, Daniel throws a ball from about his own 15 yard line, number 34 for the bucks. I mean, he's trying to throw a deep in route. Number 34 steps right in front of him. It's a touchdown. I mean, it, it hits him right 
smack dab in the hands, and he drops it. Daniel never saw him. Right. You know, and and and, and that's just that's what happens with young guys. You 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 don't really know what you're looking at. I thought they called it a very good game for him though. I thought some guys stepped up. Now you go to the Eagle game on the other side of it, the wide receivers let uh, Carson down. And he has taken an unbelievable uh, punishment through the first three games, Danny. I mean, he's been pounded. And he's a big guy. And, you know, even I don't care if you're a Kyler Murray or a Carson Wentz, the, the difference is like eight in, seven, eight inches and uh, probably 30 pounds, 40 pounds differential. You still you get pounded in this game. It, it takes a little out of you. Joe Theismann, Super Bowl champion, 83 MVP. I could talk quarterbacking with you all night long. Unfortunately, I have to run. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Joe Theismann. Appreciate him coming on the show this evening. It's a, uh, it's an alarming thing when your team has a young quarterback who isn't good, given how great these young quarterbacks are doing. I can speak to it firsthand. We'll get into it more later in the show, but Mitch Trubisky here in Chicago. Who boy, is it a problem? Because all these other guys are looking really good. Story of the day, though, is Daniel Jones. And I've got a question that might make Giants fans a little bit uncomfortable that other fan bases certainly can relate to. So we'll get into that coming up. And get your big thoughts from week three of the NFL. This is the Danny Parkins Show, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.